0: Welcome to The Catholic Journey. I hope you're doing well. This is kind of a midweek, although beginning of the week I should say, a special edition of The Catholic Journey. And this is Deacon Pat coming to you from Northern California in the Sacramento Diocese. And the recording studio is located in the Plumas Lake, California area. It's a beautiful day today. Blue sky, slight uh, breeze out there. Um, which is great for California because that breeze is uh, whisking away the uh, smoke, and so it's a clear day. It's nice to be able to open the windows up and clear out uh, some of the um, what do you call it? Um, I, I didn't want I, the stagnation came to mind, but I thought that's a horrible word to use for kind of the the air in your house. <laughs> but I guess it's probably pretty um, accurate uh, when you close up your house uh, for multiple days at a time and you can't get fresh air into it, that it probably feels a little stale inside or, or, or smells a little stale or stagnated inside. So it was nice to be able to open up some of the windows today and uh, <clears throat> do a little air exchange. We do have a whole house van as well and uh, it's nice to run that because it kind of speeds the process up um but i didn't do that today we just opened some of the windows and let the uh, breeze kind of float through which was really kind of nice well i wanted to uh spend a little bit of time talking about something that i think is um pretty profound um pretty pervasive uh and i don't know that many people are really recognizing it and uh i call it the uh covid um Oh, I know. I just, I just lost it from my mind. Um, uh, Oh, COVID fatigue syndrome. <laughs> that's, uh, that's my word. And I think it's, it's pervasive. And if you really think about what's happening, you know, when COVID hit in the beginning, um, there was a lot of effort to try to get in front of it and to do as much preventative measures as we could. And, and I do remember when we decided, uh, not we, I had no voice in it, but it was decided that they were going to shut down pretty much everything, the economy, everything, have people um, in shelter at home. And we were going to do that for two weeks, two or 15 days, something like that. And that was going to be able to help us um, get in front of this and kind of slow down uh, the progression of the uh, transmission. And and I thought, man, 15 days, that's going to be a long time. Well, gosh, when was that? It had to be in, was it in March? I'm, I'm not sure exactly, but it was the beginning of the year. And look where we're at now. We're in October. This thing has gone on and on and on. And um, life today is nothing like it was back in January and February. And just think of the amount of the stress that people are enduring Um, Some of us are lucky enough to have jobs that we've been able to continue to work, but many people, uh, their jobs were affected tremendously and some lost their jobs. Many of these people that work for themselves, it's, it's, uh, it's been devastating for them. And um, even, even the people, well, let me jump over to parents for a minute. Gosh, the amount of stress and pressure that's been put on parents um, is tremendous uh, with with almost no notice to have to, uh, start homeschooling their kids. And they have, uh, they had very little resources, if, if any at all. Um, it just upset their life, um, tremendously. Um, and then we started this school year off and, um, it's still going on. Some kids are going back to school, but it's, but many are not. Many are doing it in, in kind of a hybrid fashion. And, uh, That might sound great to um, educators or people that are trying to, public health officials maybe, but can you imagine a kid going to school, not going to school, then going to school, then not going to school, Um, what that does to just the the flow of, of a family life? for, for moms and dads and, and even for the kids themselves. Um, kids, kids love routine, even if though they might not tell you they like it, but they do, they thrive with knowing what to expect and, and, uh, have that familiarity of that routine. And, um, gosh, it's just been, um, so unstable for so long now. You know, I think many of you know, my secular job is, is at a psychiatric hospital and, uh, and usually in the summertime our adolescent and child uh, census in the hospital plummets way down and and, uh, and that's a wonderful thing that means that there's less kids struggling well um that never happened this year um because of covid and the stressors that are happening our 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 children's wing our adolescent wing um has been full all summer and um and it's overflowing now we we fill every single bed uh in the hospital and there's still many many children waiting in the emergency rooms it is it's just been devastating and how many of you out there um you know are are trying your very best um trying to keep optimistic but you find yourself starting to feel really just tired and and worn down and maybe your optimism is 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 starting to fade and you have some pessimistic you know thoughts uh invading your your mind And, um, and you know, we don't really see much, um, light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I know I mentioned to anyone that follows the podcast, you know, that recently I was talking a little bit about the COVID, uh, virus, the China virus and how it, um, has been politicized. And I think I still believe that to be true, um, in so many ways, but let's just take the political side out of this, um, We've had a devastating impact on our culture, on our lives um, from this virus, and we we still haven't seen what the ultimate economic effect that this has had on us. I heard, um, gosh, I was listening to something the other day, and I heard that I think is it sixty percent of businesses will not reopen um after you, you know after this covid because they've gone bankrupt and they've just dissolved 60% um that that's that's just devastating think how many think how many lives have been uh, affected by this virus and um and just what it's done to our relationships and and uh, so many other issues so that's what getting back to covid fatigue i i think I think where many of us are struggling from that. So I think it's worth taking a few minutes and really thinking about how are we going to try to combat that? How are we going to how are we going to try to combat this this COVID virus fatigue that so many of us are suffering from. I think you know, if we look at the core of what's happened <clears throat> economically, that that's one issue. But the other is just the, the the isolation, the social isolation that we've had, the fear that has been you know projected upon us. Um, I think unduly. Uh, you, you know, yes, this is uh, the COVID virus is something serious, of course, and it's affected some families tremendously, especially if you lost somebody. But um, the for I. I think it's been overstressed in some regard but just the, the the constant fear that has been um you know thrown upon us on this virus and how that's affected our life and it's affected our our psyche in some regards for so you know for many of us you've had this ongoing barrage of of media on you about just how you should be frightened and and how horrible this is and how it's so unsafe even to leave your house and you know it's funny i when i drive around sometimes i see someone walk in their dog and they have a mask on and there's nobody around there's nobody within a half a mile of them what the heck are they doing wearing a mask when there's nobody around and you're in the open air, it makes no sense. To me, that was a a complete uh, representation of this unjust fear that's been just perpetuated on on the culture here. And a lot of that, I think, has to do with the media and wanting ratings. And and again, gosh, everything really comes back to how it's been politicized. And they've used this in, in so many ways to try to advance an agenda. You know, the media really is a spokesperson for for the uh, the liberal progressive uh, Democratic Party, and um, it's actually an an, an extension uh, of them. Because if you take you know take any time to listen to any of the the media channels that are out there, um, they really are just spewing the talking points of that political party, and uh, it you know it just surprises me that 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 Donald Trump actually won in 2016 um, fighting against um, everything that was, that, uh, that was, um, I, you know, that was really an opponent to him, which includes all of the, so- all of the media. <laughs> I guess it was because there's social media out there that, that um, it, it, I guess in theory it, is, is unbiased. Um, there, but, but that's not true anymore either. I guess it's been proven um, on, on many levels how, um, these big conglomerates, uh, social media forces are filtering things out and, um, and they're biased as well. So gosh, oh my, you know, we have this election coming up in, um, I think it's in three weeks from tomorrow is coming and, uh, be very interesting to see how that turns out. Um, it's really, uh, I don't want to go into who I'm voting for that's supposed to remain private, but um you could probably guess you know anybody that's truly um, pro-life uh, and um, cares about religious freedom, there's only one choice yeah to vote for and uh, and uh, at the top of my list is is really defending uh, the rights of those that uh, that need it the most and and at the top of the list is is you know abortion would be the uh would be the unborn and uh, really the catholic stance on that is is that that's an intrinsic evil it's evil at its very core and there's nothing higher on the priority list than uh than fighting against intrinsic evils so um very interesting so back to this uh really covid fatigue so start thinking about what are you doing in your life to balance out your life to try to combat, you know, the social isolation. Um, what are you doing uh, to combat the, um, kind of the unjustified fear? You know, fear itself is an emotion. So I can't say that's unjustified in the sense that it's real. You have it. It's a part of you. Um, can't negate that. And so many of us have that it's unjustified in the sense that it, how it's been perpetuated. Um, and and just thrown upon us but what are you doing in your life to feel secure and safe um and and what can you do to try to combat what's going on i guess the first thing is to stop watching so much news (laughs) because it's just a bunch of lies so so you wouldn't want to uh um fill your mind with so much um just nonsense. So that's one thing to think about. And that's what I'm, I'm thinking about. The other is, is how are you reengaging with people that are important in your life? Um, are you inviting people over? Are you going to their homes? Are you being realistic with the sense of when you wear a mask or not? Um, are you, are you exercising? Are you getting enough exercise? Are you eating healthy? Um, I think it's it's worth taking a little bit of time and thinking about that. You know, luckily the election will be here and gone pretty quickly. There'll be um tremendous, tremendous chaos and and we'll be bombarded with ads for the next three weeks. Um I do not anticipate that this is gonna be um a very fluid um and, and quick uh determination of the election. I think it's going to be prolonged. I think there's going to be fights. There's going to be threats. There's going to be lawsuits. There's going to be all kinds of stuff. But I'm hoping, and maybe this is just being optimistic, but I'm hoping that by Christmas time things can settle down a little bit. We can have a a wonderful Christmas season. And then I'm praying that uh, 2021 can be a, a new year. Although, I, I got to be honest, if you really look at really the uh, downward tra- trajectory of just morals and 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 holiness in our country, um, I'm not optimistic in that regards that I think we're going to have more and more deterioration around us. People are more self-centered. They're le- less um, respectful of authority um yeah it's just it's just a mess what i am optimistic about is god and god's grace and those <clears throat> who are seeking god who are seeking to try to live a holy life those who are trying to be um you know repentive they're trying to make changes in their life they have a truly contrite heart um that that i think those kind of people um can be a light to this world, this ever-darkening world, which it truly is. It's getting darker and darker. But it, but I think one benefit of the world becoming darker is that those who are living a Christ-like life can be a light. and And the darker the world gets, the brighter that light will shine. And I'm hoping that those people are not just attacked, but that they'll want to be, um, other people will want to be like them and will like, and will want and desire to have that light and will begin to emulate some of the things, the characteristics of those people that call themselves Christians. Now, I'm talking about true Christians, true and authentic Christians, um, that, uh, are not just that in name only, but walk the walk and talk the talk. And, uh, and are authentic in their life. I think it's an opportunity in the Catholic Church to have a purging of the Church. I do think the Church is going to get smaller and smaller in the sense that as the world becomes darker and darker, it's going to be pulling many of these Catholic and name-only Catholics away, and they will fall aside. We already have uh, just a tremendous amount of cafeteria Catholics. They pick and choose what they want to believe in, uh, pick and choose what they want to abide by. And they're not really Catholics. They're, they're, they might still go to mass. They might still call themselves Catholics, but they're Protestants. They, they really are. And, uh, and I think they will fall away, um, as the world will, um, kind of convince them that, uh, that uh, they should not uh, be following a, a faith or a religion. Um, but what that leaves us with then is then people in the church that are more devout. We have a st- a smaller force, but a stronger force. And I think as more and more people live this authentic life, especially a Catholic life, you know, it's grounded in the sacraments that um, it will be that, uh, that shining light that people will be attracted to that's my hopes that's my desires um and we'll see what happens it <clears throat> doesn't really matter what i think god god's in control and we know how the outcome is is uh for those who um have accepted christ <clears throat> as their lord and savior and have lived a good Catholic life, using their free will to make choices that that are just really grounded in the faith and the cat and the Christian way of life that um, they will be rewarded um, at that day of judgment, and those who have not uh, will be cast away into the darkness um, which we call hell, and it's pretty straightforward that way, and uh the ordinary way, I believe. Um, to live out your faith here on earth is the Catholic way obviously I'm a Catholic deacon, and that's the uh that's the that's really uh, the faith and religion that was established for us uh, by Christ. Now, <clears throat> there are many people that uh, have uh, have strong beliefs in their Protestant beliefs protesting the Catholic Church, uh, but they call themselves Christians, and I believe that they are Christians, they are my brother and sister sisters as well, and um, and there are many, many good people there, um, and uh, I wish the best for them, and um, I don't think that they have the fullness of the faith like Catholics do, but I'm not saying that they're less of a Christian for that. They are brothers and sisters, and uh, they are where they, I guess, need to be at this time, and, uh, I wish them well, and, uh, I would wish them that they come over to the Catholic church <laughs> and can have the fullness of the faith because we have all the sacraments that Christ uh, initiated and which really helps us, uh, to live that deep, 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 um, uh, Christian life. And, uh, it's the ordinary way, I guess the Protestants we'd call the extraordinary way. Um, but, <clears throat> uh, but you know the Vatican too when it came out they they clearly uh uh designated that uh Chris, Christians of the uh Protestant persuasion are our brothers and sisters and uh and we need to look at them that way and I do I have a lot of friends that are Protestants that are good holy people um some of them are are much better Christians than and then Uh, people I know that are Catholics. (laughs) They embrace the Christian faith uh, uh, very fervently and uh, they love Christ and they know Christ um, and that's a wonderful thing. I do pray for those that I know of on the Catholic side that are not embracing their faith because they're missing so much. They have such a gift of all the sacraments uh, that that, uh, we enjoy as, as Catholics but some of them do not understand the fullness of of what they're not taking advantage of and i pray for that i pray that they will someday do that and i guess that's part of my job (laughs) my job is to try to teach that as well okay well i just wanted to say hello and check in with you all and i hope you have a wonderful day and uh, god bless you may god forever keep you Till we talk again